Welcome back, guys. We're so glad you're here to Black and White Christianity, episode 15. Yes. I'm so thankful to be here with you. We're your host, Walter Mitchell. And Tyreek Osborne. Mm, so thankful. I, I can't tell you guys how much I enjoy doing this. I, I know that the audience isn't large right now, but it's not about that. I just enjoy coming on here, talking with Tyreek, and just hearing from you guys when we do. So tonight, we're going to talk about the Christian's response to laziness and really how we should be handling this. Um, so Tyreek, how you been? How's everything going? Let's, let me hear it. I'm good. Good. You know, being encouraged in the Lord, working, long week. Uh, I'm sure, I'm sure you had the same. So, you know, mm. it, yeah, doing well, doing well. Can't complain. How about yourself, buddy? You know, this week for me has been difficult with temptation. Just going to be vulnerable with the audience. I've, I've had a hard time. Uh, you know, temptation has come for me multiple times this week and and it's it, i have been put through the test um and so that part's born worn out but yeah you know like you said work is good right amen so it's amen. uh I'm, I'm glad to have it so we're going to get started we're going to bring some scripture we're going to talk about what we're seeing in our generation and i think that's important to note i can't really speak wholeheartedly to the last generation or to the gen i can speak a little more to the one after us but Really, it's going to be what we're seeing in, in people our age. So, Tariq, do you want to go ahead and get started with a scripture that you brought? Sure. All go right. Ecclesiastes chapter 9 and 10. Whatever you find, whatever you hands find to do, do it with all your might. For in the realm of the dead where you are going, there is neither working, nor planning, nor knowledge, nor wisdom. Now... Some may say, okay, this is about laziness, a Christian response to that. It says, whatever you find your hands to do, do it with all your might. Lazy people don't do anything with all their might, but lay it down. <laughs> so uh, I'm sure we're not talking about sluggardness here. Like it is it's do what you can while you're here. You only have this one go around. That's it. And after that, it's done here on this earth, so to speak. So, you know, um, it, we're, we're, we're being told to, to, you know, with all our might, do what, we, what we're here to do. The things that we find to do, do that with every bit of effort that we have. And uh, that, that, what, what does that mean to you? I guess that's my first question is like, what does that mean to you? I think one of the biggest things in that scripture that maybe get overlooked is find, go find something to do. I think that's step one, go find something to do. Cause you can't give a hundred percent if you don't have nothing to do. And that's a problem. A lot of people are okay with having nothing to do. There's this new groovy trend right now, retire early and have nothing to do. I, I'm not for that. I'm not really for this movement of having nothing to do. So I think what I would start off with is, first of all, go find something to do. Stop being so idle. And then when you find something to do, crank that thing up to 100% and do it with all your might. That's what's coming to me from that. Absolutely. Uh, I can't help but to agree with you. I also feel like there's a lot of things that people have already introduced into their situation 
that they don't have to go find something necessarily to do. I find myself in that this week. And, you know, uh, um, I have a wife and a child and there, there's things that need to be done here that is required of me as a head of a house to cover down on some things. When I see things going slack or, you know, I, I, you know, had a long day at work. It's not okay for me to throw my hands up and say, hey, you know, today was rough. I'm about to just go lay down here. You got this, right? No, that's, that's, that's not it. Now I have to switch it in second gear and get to work here as well. As a spiritual head, you have things to do in your household that you don't really have to go outside of it to, to find things to do. Now, of course you should, but I mean, you, this is your first ministry, your home. And you, and it's important for you to uh, find things to do here. Like uh, something I'm very envious of you, and not not so much envious, but I'm uh, uh, one of my, uh, you know, I'm proud to to see that uh, you're implementing some things inside your household that maybe the our listeners don't know is that you minister to your wife. You minister to your children. You teach them things out of the Bible. And that's important as a God-fearing man to not just assume just because your wife is a believer that she is in it as hard as you are. You know, you you're, it's your responsibility to raise these children up. And it's also your responsibility to make sure that you and your wife remain equally yoked. Not just that you are equally yoked to begin with, because as you grow, you're growing in the Lord. And if she's not growing with you, there could be a disparity there. So, you know, it's uh, you definitely want to maintain home and not get too worked up with other things that you have to do. Not to say that you should be neglecting those other things, like you said, to go find things to do. There's there's another trend going on, and it's not just our generation, but it's this idea that someone else will do it. Someone else will teach my children the truth of the gospel. Someone else will teach my children or my child or whoever this very, very uh, important thing they need to know because I'm just too tired. And I just, I'm, you know, I'm not a teacher. I didn't go to school to be a teacher. You know, that's what we pay them for. So they can go do that. That's what we go to church for. I put them in Sunday school. That's what they're doing there. And there's this idea of our washing our hands of the very things that were put in front of us to be good stewards and it's our responsibility like you said minister to your wife minister to your children stop assuming that's going to get to them by some other avenue it's not you should be the one that cares more than anyone else they're yours and god gave them to you so exactly right and i want to talk a little bit right now about the doing it with all your might I think there's another level to this after you have found something to do to kind of whenever I feel like it goes on. There's that mode that we like to slip into. I'll get around to that. I'll get to that. And then procrastination slips in and you have found something to do, but it consistently gets put on the back burner. And instead of doing it 100%, you now put it at 50. And that thing gets done whenever, you know, after my nap or after I play you part cheesy, or whatever you're doing, you're putting it off till tomorrow. And scripture is clear about this. Don't put off for till tomorrow what can be done today. And that is about being persistent, having responsibility, and being on top of what you need to be doing. Also, organization comes in heavy in that scenario. 
you you have to take the time first and foremost you have to put a value to work to not being lazy to being motivated to understanding that like not only is your family looking at you not only are your peers looking at you and not only is the world looking at you but the almighty the first and foremost thing that we should be concerned about is the almighty is taking note you slacked off here let me jot that down Oh yeah, you like, you know, we have to be thinking more spiritually than we are now. So like the, the, like you said, when you are not organized, it's difficult to allocate time to this and time to that when you, but when you are organized, you can say, I'm going to do this from this time to this time. And then in that way, you can put all your might into that. And then when that comes to a shut off, okay, now this this other thing. And I can put all my focus and all my attention into that. And then there's a shut off there. A lot of the lazy person just understands they have a lot of things to do. They don't write anything down. They don't get anything in the order. They don't put anything into action. That's too much work. That's entirely too much work. I got it all up here. I'll get to it. Things will work out. And if you don't have plans to get these things done, if you don't have things in a row that are actionable, things that you check off, you won't do it. You uh, spoke into my life during this week. And I was telling you, I was saying, you know, I... I read the word, but sometimes it, it goes it goes to a place where I'm doing something, then I get distracted, and then I don't be able to get back to it. Or you know, I'll listen to it in the car, which is fine. But you also need to spend time, purposeful time, to read it for yourself. Be there. And I told you in my mind, and I feel like this is it's a light segue, but I feel like people will be able to uh, resonate with this, and I hope this will help. Um, you know when you set up times like that for the spiritual, you feel like it's mechanical. You feel like you're just doing it just to do it again. And it's not, it's not being reverenced because it's not like this whole mindset of, oh, I'm here, Lord, and I'm reading your word. And this is all for you. Like, like you can't attribute that to your mind inside the time that you're doing it because you're making it a hard time to do it. But in reality, what you are doing is you are training yourself to have muscle memory for this time. So when it comes to it, and if something happens and you don't do it, there's an internal yearning inside you like, whoa, you, you missed something in your day. You need to get back there. You need to get there. You need to make sure you get into the word. And I thought that that was so profound. And I was like, yes, that's something that has to be implemented. Do not feel like just because you're setting a time frame to do what you, to, you know, to do the things of the spirit, to be in the word, to pray, to do all of that stuff, that is mechanical and the Lord isn't adhering to that. Absolutely not. Like that is you working and training and building yourself up to be able to go longer in prayer, read the word more, retain more, actually uh, have that time etched out to be able to be purposeful. And then after a while, it will not feel mechanical. It'll feel like you, it's like missing a meal if you don't eat. It's like, oh, I'm hungry. I didn't consume the word. I didn't have that time with the almighty. So I, what you said to me was very profound. And it's something that I'm like, I, I definitely start to 
implement into my life. It's just like, it's okay to be in that word and, and just set up a time. And, and it's, it may feel a little mechanical, but it's going to work out to where it becomes part of your life. Well said. And, and I think that's important. You have to make things, make good things habitual, not bad things. You have to make the good things, the habitual things you do. I'm going to transition because we're, we're talking a lot about just uh, people as in their day to day. I'm going to talk about uh, spiritual laziness now. So I'm going to actually go to Matthew 25. And this is the middle of the passage about the parable of the talents. <clears throat> and we're going to go to uh, starting in verse 24. He also who had received the one talent came forward saying, Master, I knew you to be a hard man reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed. So I was afraid and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here, here you have what is yours. But his master answered him, you wicked and slothful servant. You knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I scatter no seed. Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers. And at my coming, I should have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to the one who has 10. For to everyone who has will more be given, and he will have an abundance. But the one who has not, even what he has, will be taken away. And cast that worthless servant into the outer darkness in that place. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So we've talked a little bit about you know, every day in and day out laziness. And I want to talk about now uh, a, a spirit of spiritual laziness that has come within the church. Everybody has been given talents. Everybody has been given, all believers have been given gifts from the Lord. And it behooves us to use them to further his kingdom. Something that I see on multiple levels within the church itself, within the body, and I don't want to sit here and critique the body, but I have seen something that troubles me is that, first of all, a lot of times there is no desire to even know what the talent is. There's just this desire to kind of come and go and, and just go through the religion and, and that be it. But then if you know what the talent is, there's all kinds of other things you could slip into. Jealousy over someone else's talent that you would prefer to have over your own. Um, the the um, slackness to use your talent. And that's what we see here. This particular person was part of the master's house. He was part of the master's uh, uh, um, group that was nearby. He was entrusted with something. He was, he was thought highly enough to have been entrusted with something. But then he was a lazy, slothful servant and never used it. And so it, is, it would behoove us, for those of us that value furthering his kingdom, which we all should, to find out, and this goes to what, you talked about earlier with Ecclesiastes, find and then go do it. Same thing here. Find out what your talent is that the Lord's given you that is not man-made, but has been given to you by the spirit and then go use it for the very purpose to further his kingdom. And I think that's so imperative here because if you look at the scripture, it says you could have at least done the bare minimum and I would have appreciated that. But you did nothing. You didn't do anything with this thing. You literally, if, if anything, you dirtied it because you didn't use it. You stuffed it in the ground. It was of no value to you. Because if that 
talent you were given was of no value to you, then the one that gave it to you, you also see no value there either. And so I think that is so important in today to further his kingdom and stop being so spiritually lazy. Your thoughts? Well, absolutely. Like you said, we're going to, we're, we're switching gears here and we're starting to talk more about the spiritual aspect as opposed to the physical aspect. These things are hand in hand in the, in, in the fact that the spiritual aspect you are thinking, you, you are thinking these things before you actually act them out. So what you, oh, no, sorry, one moment. Slight technical difficulties. <laughs> about that so um what 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 we're what we're doing here i want to read i want to read a scripture this is colossians chapter 3 23 through 24 and i'm gonna link everything together we're not getting off whatever you do um whatever you do work it with all your heart as working for the lord not for human masters since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the lord as a reward it is the lord christ you are serving so with that being said let's go back to the parable of the talents everybody got the talents everybody's everybody's working and they're and they're multiplying except for the wicked servant the wicked servant is burying and not doing anything with it because they are afraid that the that the uh, Lord is going to be upset with them for not being able to utilize their talents to multiply, uh, you know what 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 was given to them. So, look at it from the Colossians version. We we here we serve we serve the Lord and we do our work unto the Lord. So you and me we're maintenance men. When we go to work, we'll have the understanding and the mindset, we pray, and then we go out and then we do our work. When we run into things that uh, we, we feel like is a little above our head, we take a beat, we pray, we ask the Lord for understanding, guidance, or, or help to get through whatever we're running into, whatever it is, and then we go forward in faith and try to make whatever that is work, knowing that we we put it in the Almighty's hands. We're not afraid. We're not going to bury our talents. We're not going to. We're not going to not try just because something seems a little uh, daunting of a task to us. We are doing our work as though we do it unto the Lord. So, those things being said, we work. We get a paycheck. As a believer, the paycheck is a secondary thing. When we are working, we are doing our work unto the Lord. Not, we are we are not only working for the Lord. When we are in our environments, there are times when there is opportunity for us to speak to somebody that may not know the Lord, may have an understanding of the Lord, or as a brother or sister in Christ. Either way, we are being purposeful with our time where we are. We're not just doing our job; we're also doing our spiritual job. We're ready to, for the good work. If you if you understand what I'm saying here, we're ready for that good work. Even when you are a believer, 
it's more than just the job because you are doing your work as though you are doing it unto the Lord. So you're putting all your might, all your effort into what you're doing. This isn't just a paycheck for you. And we know, according to Colossians 3, 23 and 24, that when we do our work as we do unto the Lord, we are going to reap that eternal reward. The paycheck is secondary. That's primary to somebody who's not a believer. The paycheck is primary. It's secondary for us. Our reward is on the other end. When we get that paycheck, that's what it, that's what's taken because we are in the world, but not of the world. So we have to do things here in the world. And that's our, that's our paycheck here. But we know there's more on the other side. What has creeped in here with the parable of the talents when somebody, uh, when, when that one person buried their talents, what happened here, it was, it was, um, they, they started to look at self. They started to go, oh, well, what if I can't do this? Or what if I can't do that? The Lord equips you to do every good work. You don't do anything. All you do is be there. That's why it's less of us, more of him. Denial of self. That's what we are called to do. We are called to be, we have to decrease so that he can increase. And mm. the problem here is that we, we are, he, he is looking at self. I, well, oh, oh, I know, I know that he is a, he's a, he's a hard man. And he, he reached where he said, you like, he, all of this, he knows, babe, he knows this and he's afraid. And then, and then because of his fear, it, it's the inaction. Which in, re which in reality is just laziness. When it comes down to it, you either produce results or you do not produce results. And people who do not produce results are the lazy people. Regardless of what your motivation is to not produce results, you lazy, wicked servant, because you didn't get out here and work this thing that I've given you. So we have to understand that we have to get out here and fail. You have to try and fail. You have to put yourself out there. You have to step out on faith and believe that it works. Because when you step out on faith and do what the Lord tells you to do, even if it looks like you failed to yourself, you did not fail because you were being obedient to the Lord. Remember, everything that you do, you do it unto the Lord. Even if you don't see the results in front of you, you succeeded because you were obedient. You stepped out on faith. You did not be, you were not a slugger or lazy and then and hid your talent. And you didn't do that. You put it out there. Now, whether you get to see the fruit from it or not, that's none of your business. You did your work as though you do it unto the Lord. So now you can be wholeheartedly assured that I did what the Lord called me to do. I was about my father's business and I wasn't concerned about what this person was going to say or who was going to do that or any other thing. All of that stuff is a deception and it's a lie. So lightly, this is why when, when the Lord, when we feel the pull on our heart or we feel like we're being pulled into a direction to do something, don't think about it. Don't ponder it in your mind. Don't go, oh, I don't know if that person's busy. And don't, don't do any of that. Act. Get on that. Get it done. Put yourself out there. Just say what you got to do. Do what you have to do in that moment. Because the moment that you even slightly hesitate, here comes doubt. Here comes fear. And then that's how you find yourself in the, in the position, in the shoes of this guy who buried his talents in his hand. This is how you find yourself in that position. So that's my take on, on what you had to say.
I'm glad you touched on something that I was just going to say, fear. It says right here, I was afraid. And I think we're, we've been going through a season of fear right now in the church, a deep season of fear. And it's something that's got to be addressed. We, were not, we are not given a spirit of fear or timidness. And so what ends up happening is fear leads to idleness for a couple different reasons. Because you value your peace and security over what the Almighty has for you. Or, like what you said, you're afraid to get it wrong. You're afraid, you're so afraid to get it wrong, you don't even try to get it right. So you never even do it. Your fear leads you to concrete shoes. You never move. You're, you're petrified. You can't do anything because in your mind, you're going to get it wrong. So if I never do it, it's like I never got it wrong. So I can sit in this place of like, well, I never went and, and failed. It would almost be better if you went and failed, because at least you went and tried. You at tried. least you went and 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 put your like you said, put yourself out there, being ready, in season and out of season, to do the good work of an evangelist, a pastor, a missionary, any of any of those things. So, I speak to any all six of you, <laughs> listen to this podcast. COVID should not have put us in a place to stop doing the good work. It shouldn't. And it did. It did. Our response to it was poor. Now, there were some churches that stepped up and praise God for them. But a lot of people were terrified. Their, their way of life was shattered. We had all this stuff and it led to idleness and fear. And we shouldn't be that way. Christian's response to laziness should be to run from it, because at least if you're running, you're not being lazy. Lazy people are like a blister. They show up when all the work's done. And so I, when I wanted to talk about this, it's because I see it in our youth. I see it in our church, and I see it in our homes. And I'm going to spend a little time talking about those three factors. Unless I saw you writing over there. Did you want to add something? Okay. So one of the things I find that I see in the youth is we're in a digital age. Everybody's on screens. Everybody's doing stuff. I mean, I'm, I'm out on the road. Me and Tyreek are out on the road all the time. If you've ever come to a stoplight, there's probably a five to six second delay when the light turns green because that person's on their phone. That, that, it's crazy. Just, just clock it next time you're at a stoplight. The church, I think there's too much. The reason that we're never it seems like we're never going to see revival is because we're content to live without it I, I would love to see revival a great awakening in my age i would love to see that but it seems as though everybody's content to live and go about their religious acts without the spirit and so in, in what we've been talking about tonight i want to talk about uh, another scripture that i brought and I'm going to get to the other, other section that I had said, but the, I want to go to James 4, 17. And it reads, so whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, it for him it is sin. Now you're thinking, man, I don't understand how that leads us to laziness. Well, let me explain. If you know the right thing to do spiritually and you are slack, it is sin for you. 
If you have been called by the spirit and you have felt that pull, hey, that person over there, go talk to them about my son. And you say, no, nah, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that. I'm busy. I got stuff to do. Scripture says that's sin for you. You have just told the spirit, no, you have just fallen into a place of laziness and slackness. Same with your home. This is, this go, this can go into the physical. This can go into your day to day. You know that you were told to do a, B and C at your job. And you've decided to do a, B, but you don't want to do C. And so therefore that is now sin for you that you have neglected this thing. And therefore it rolls all the way back to, are you truly submitting to the authority placed over you? It's all intertwined as a believer. We have to monitor every portion of our life. The hardest thing for me, and I, I'll let Tyreek speak for himself in this particular thing, is the mind. That's the hardest thing for me to constantly reel in is my mind because it wants to go so many places. And it's the worst. It is the worst when I'm idle and I'm being lazy. My mind is a battlefield in those moments. Your thoughts? As somebody, as somebody who's dealt with laziness their whole entire life, I mean, it almost, I want to say almost day one, I've been indoctrinated in laziness. If, if it's, if go, go the path of least resistance, don't, don't fight that kind of stuff or, you know, the, the thought processes that you have to go through, like make, make it easy on yourself. What, whatever's the easiest route, take that. Like, you know, don't, don't do too much. Like, all the different things that you hear it's like don't work don't work yourself to death all of these different kind of things this this is not <laughs> there's people who've been in full-fledged slavery that has not worked themselves to death it is not easy to work yourself to death and we sure aren't doing it here in america there's no way there's no way you're not about to work yourself that no, if, we, if you were even getting close to hyper exhaustion, people would not do the job. We, we have too many options here. That's something we talked about today lightly. I'm not going to go into that, but there's, there's just high, uh, uh, that, that was something I dealt with. And then we dress it up in, in a beautiful word called procrastination. Just another word for laziness. Oh yeah, I know I got to do that, but I'm gonna just wait a little bit. You know, you know, the the temperature isn't just right outside, or you know, my my wife is being a little icy in the house. I, I'll I'll wait till she kind of starts acting right for me to do that kind of stuff. If we always waited on perfect conditions to do anything, we would do nothing. Nothing would ever get done. If we always had to wait on the perfect conditions to do what we needed to do, nothing. That would never happen. Things would just not get done. And that is something that I had to learn over time. Over time, I had to learn that because I was born into that, indoctrinated into that lazy mindset that, oh, you know, we can make an excuse to say, I didn't know. I didn't know. Nobody ever told me. Nobody ever held me by the hand and brought me to it and said, this is how you do it. Or, you know, what, however, there's excuses as long as the day. That's how many excuses there is to not do what you need to do. So that was something that 
the Lord helped me, like gave me the power and gave me the ability to overcome. And, and, it, and it wasn't overnight. I had to have people like you put into my life. I had to have people like my cousin put into my life. My, uh, a couple of other uh, people that, that, that aren't even necessary, that, that aren't even necessarily believers. And this was before I had that kind of mindset. I was just looking for understanding from wherever I could get understanding. I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't necessarily there to be like, oh, wait, 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 I don't want any advice from you, not a believer. I was looking for whatever I could get and people would come up to me and the Lord would use them. The Lord, there's examples of this in the Bible. The Lord using unorthodox people to do his work. Just because it's coming from somebody that isn't a believer doesn't necessarily mean that the information may not be right. You have to know the word and able to be able to listen to that and share and share whatever good you can grab from it and leave the rest behind. But you will always have to interact with people. And the Lord allowed me to interact with the people I needed to interact with for the time frame that I interacted with them. And then they were removed from my life. So I got to get these hard lessons. I got to get the hand-fed lessons. I got to get all of those things. And it helped me to become the person that I am now that I do not wait. I do not hesitate. If something needs to be done, I want to get on it. And then I even get to that point so much so that if something is holding me back from something that I want to do, now you are entering into a very uh, a fiery situation with me because I know who I am and people need to understand who they are. If you battle with laziness, that is a battle that you must keep your sword and shield in hand. You cannot ever lay that down. There's always gonna be opportunity to lay around and not do anything. There's always a place to put your feet up. You have to make the conscious decision to say no, to be active, to be doing things that are productive for you, for your environment, and definitely into the Lord. So that's that's where I'm at with the whole laziness thing. It's something that is me. It's something that is just indoctrinated in me that had to be sheared away, that had to be groomed and clipped away. It's just something that had to go, so. The road to hell is paved with best intentions. And I think when we look at it like that, if you can put, if there's no urgency, we're not guaranteed tomorrow. And so there's this idea that we're always going to have another week. I'll always be able to get to that. And I'm going to transition in our closing here to somebody who is being lazy about coming to Christ. I have heard many of people say, I'm just not ready. I'm not ready to surrender my life. I'm not ready to come to Jesus. I've got some things that I have to do, that I want to do, that I need to do. And I want to say to you today, there, I hope that you have some urgency because you're not guaranteed another day to make this decision. So do not be lazy 
with a decision to know Christ, to submit your life to Christ, because you could find yourself on the wrong side of eternity because you were lazy with the one thing that you should have been urgently seeking and nailing out. But instead, it was the last thing on your mind. I talk to so many people and I hear it so often. Well, I, I just, I'm not really there yet. What does that mean? I'm not really there yet. You know what I hear? I'm not ready to give up the things that I know I'm going to have to give up to fully submit to Christ. I like them. I enjoy them. And I know that coming to Christ and being a Christian means that there's some changes that I'm going to have to make, that I'm not going to be able to do the things that I used to do. And I'm going to have a job now handed to me, spiritually speaking, to proclaim into all the nations the good news of Jesus Christ. And so I want to encourage you listening tonight. If you are being lazy and procrastinating on something for the Lord, stop that right now. And have some urgency in your bones because tomorrow may be the end. Tonight may be the end. He may come back and all of a sudden, wait, I still want it to. It's too late. It's over now. And you will be found in the side with the goats. And when the separation happens, you'll remember. You'll always remember that moment of laziness when you said, I'll do it tomorrow. And tomorrow never came. So I wanted to put that out there. Before we end tonight, because there's going to be a lot of people that are found in laziness that wind up in hell. And I don't want to see that. So I'm thankful that you guys were here with us. Tariq, did you have anything for the closing? Really quick. There's two responses to fear. And we've, we talked about one. One response to fear is inactivity, to just sit still, to just kind of try to wait some things out, to not do anything. And then there's another action of fear, and that's fervent movement. You're, you're, it's flight, it's fight or flight. Like either, like you're, you're gonna, you're gonna do these things. You're gonna, you're either going to act or you're gonna be inactive, one way or another, one way or another. So. Like Walter said, choose God. Choose God today. Do not, do not hesitate. Do not be, do not be fearful of the so-called things that you think you're gonna lose because there's so much more to gain. There's so much more to gain than, than what you think this temporal life has to give you. Because that's all it is. When when this life is all said and done, you're not gonna be thinking about that one, that one that got away that this, that, that, or I should have tried this. Or I should, you're not gonna be thinking of any of that. You're gonna be thinking in your mind, I'm glad that I, that I put my best foot forward to be a servant of the Lord. Or you're gonna be thinking, I should have took this seriously. Either way it goes, you're going into eternity. Let that word sit on you forever, no break forever just never ending. Do not be foolish. Do not be foolish. Do not be caught in the wrong, do not be caught in the wrong lane. Don't be caught in the wrong area. Choose Christ, choose life today. That's mm. all I And we're gonna end on that note. I'm thankful you guys are here. 
Flee from, flee from laziness, repent and come to Christ. Guys, like always, we love you. God bless. God bless.